You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV presents Chatting with Kathy. Sit-down interviews with Hollywood's leading actors, artists, and entrepreneurs. And now, your host of Chatting with Kathy, Kathy Kelly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chatting with Kathy right here on AfterBuzz TV. Today's guest, Jacqueline Taboni, she has sort of a fairy tale introduction to Hollywood. She was plucked from University of Michigan's theater program by two producers from NBC's Grimm. Now she has a recurring role on the series. Thanks for being here, Jacqueline. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Um, So this story, I mean, everyone is touting it as this fairy tale and introduction to Hollywood. Um, How, I mean, like, you've gotten all this press now from The Hollywood Reporter to hearing your name on The Today Show. How does that feel? Um, it's pretty wild, you know? People are saying it's a fairy tale within a fairy tale because the show kind of mm-hmm. happens in this fairy tale world. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so lucky and excited. I mean, I was in the airport flying home from school yesterday and I opened up an Entertainment Weekly and I got to see my face and I, I was just like over <laughs> the moon about it, you know? Um, I'm just so lucky yeah. and, um, so excited. Yeah. It's on page 60. Hopefully it'll like climb as we, as we go on. Maybe like page 45 next time. Okay. <laughs> That's, yeah. Working your way up there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I was just thrilled. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it's overwhelming because I'm, as an actor, you prepared yourself for, you know, going to theater school. And then what was the next step for you after that? In your mind? You know, I was heading straight to New York, and I was going to go there with all my friends, create some new, exciting theater, and hopefully make my way into this industry. Um, I was really scared, though. You know, mm-hmm. you, graduating college in general is scary, and going into the real world, but as an actor, you're, like, setting yourself up for failure. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't be more just thankful that mm-hmm. um, I have a job. Yeah. And you can... You graduated this last weekend. Yep, so. I graduated on Saturday. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You still got to walk with all your friends in graduation? Yes, um, I'm in the BFA acting class. There's just 14 of us, and I got to walk with them, and I got to um, I got to perform at graduation, which was amazing. I was yeah. so happy. There's only 14 people in the program? There's 14 people in my class, yeah. That's crazy. I know. So you know everyone, obviously. Oh, too well. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I'm sure, were thrilled for you. Yeah, everybody, um, you know, it was a little scary at first because I got to the Grimm set and everybody was like, have you lost any friends yet? And in fact, it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Everybody was so supportive and wanting to hear about my experience and learn from it and see, like, what we they should expect and what we're trained for and what we need, you know, more work on, stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm sure you've told the story many times, but give us a brief overview of how it all came about. Okay. Let me lay it out for you. Um, I was going to class at 9 a.m. on a Friday, Mm -hmm. which I keep saying in in college, that's kind of ridiculous having a 9 a.m. class on Friday. You know what I mean? I didn't have any classes on Friday. I worked it out in my schedule. (laughs) Nobody schedules them. So um, I had to take this class and it's a film class. Mm -hmm. So I got, I was in this um, student film and I heard that Jim Kauf, who wrote, you know, Con Air and Rush Hour and National Treasure 
was coming to class to review the scripts and just to give us some advice on the scripts. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't think anything of it because it wasn't my, you know, medium in the project. I wasn't the writer. I wasn't the screenwriter or anything like that. So um, I wasn't very nervous. Uh, and I read the script. And Lynn Kauf, who is his wife and a producer on Grimm, um, was like, we need to audition this these girls for trouble because we've auditioned 800 girls and 800 800 girls between New York and LA and they didn't find anyone they really you know loved and Mm -hmm. that fit the role so they put three of us on tape and that night I got a call at 2 30 in the morning that was like you need to book a flight to LA and be there by Monday wow so I went to LA on Monday auditioned and um yeah, kind of the rest is history. I, I went up to Portland and tested with David Gentoli and was lucky enough to get the part. Yeah. And I found out that I was getting the part um, a day after my 22nd birthday. It's like the best birthday gift <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yes, definitely a belated birthday gift. Yeah. Um, so uh, the producers, they actually, they were there because their daughter went to school there. So not not on business by any means. No, their daughter Kelly is a freshman there in the art and design school. And I met Callie at um, the taping of our auditions, and she's, like, absolutely awesome, totally mature, and we ended up being good friends. That's awesome. Out of this experience, yeah. Yeah. And through this experience, the whole audition process, um, you know, there were elite Hollywood people who were involved in the casting process from Sean Hayes, who owns the production company that uh, does Grimm. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the people that I think he said, I saw in an article, he said, um, when you walked in the room, he just knew that this was a star being born. So when you hear that, what's your reaction? Uh, I just, I feel so fortunate to be able to you know, be put in that position. And a lot of people work hard for a lot of years and are never able to get this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so some of it's luck and you just have to wait for, you know, the opportunity to present itself and work hard until then. And for me, it did. And having Sean Hayes, someone you admire so much as an actor and a performer, um, to be able to hear him say that is astonishing. I actually walked into the audition room and he was like the first person I saw and I didn't know he was going to be in there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's Sean Hayes. <laughs> and I'm, I, after my audition, he said similar things that he said in the article. He said, oh, my gosh, who, where did you come from? Who are you? I, I've never even heard of you. And I was like, it's because I'm a college student. <laughs> and he was like, I'm a huge fan already. And then I, it was just I couldn't stop myself. I was like, I'm a huge fan of yours. I've been, we've been doing acting in my acting for the camera class at school. We've been doing Will and Grace scenes and I've been watching it for the past two weeks. I'm a huge fan. You were doing Will and Grace scenes at the time? Yeah, we were doing Will and Grace scenes in class. So, um, I embarrassed myself a little bit. (laughs) I'm a fan girl. What can I say? Yeah. (laughs) So going back a little bit further, um, when did you realize that you wanted to get into acting? Gosh, you know, I got into acting really late. Um, I've always been a huge SNL fan and mm-hmm. wanted and wanted to perform at, at some, you know, in some comedic aspect. But um, my first time on stage, I created this character um, loosely based off of Chris Farley. And um, I actually got to bring her back for graduation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I performed. I performed like a stand-up routine, which I'm sure not all of the professors loved. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. And then my first play was at the American Conservatory Theater. Okay. Yeah, in San Francisco. 
Um, and that was really special. So how late was late getting into acting? My first play was, I was a junior in high school. Okay. And the American Conservatory Theater is something, is a theater that's really re- well regarded, mm-hmm. um, regionally. And a lot of great actors have come from it. Yeah. I mean, Winona Ryder, Nicolas Cage, you know, a, a lot of people. And, um, and I auditioned because I got cut from the basketball team, mm-hmm. which was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I auditioned and the show happened to be called Volley Girls. And I played volleyball year round. So uh, I was just happened to be perfect for the part. I had nothing on my resume, just walked in there and happened to fit the part. Kind of like it. trouble. Yeah. So you grew up in uh, the Bay Area then? Yeah, San Francisco. Okay. And you have a couple siblings. You have I older have brothers. four older siblings. Wow. Three brothers. Yeah. Okay. So what was it like being the baby of the family? Um, well, they're all like star athletes. Really? Yeah. And so that was kind of my path all throughout mm-hmm. high school. And then um, I kind of discovered that I had a knack. I was always a natural performer. Always like speeches at weddings were, you know, my forte. Yeah. <laughs> you liked entertaining people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, they're great. They, I think the reason... David and Jim, who are the producers of the show, keep saying that the reason I got the part was because I can, it, it looks like I could, it's believable that I could throw a guy against a wall. Yeah. And I have to thank my brothers for that because I definitely had to, uh, I, they teased me a lot and would beat up on me. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the baby of the family too. And no I way. was like held over wells and stuff. <laughs> like putting trash cans yeah you name it the whole deal happened so <laughs> i completely understand that um are any of them involved in the industry or they all have normal jobs <laughs> um we're kind of all over the map my brother's okay. in medical school um my sister is actually in the industry in some respect she works for vice um and she's a producer and correspondent has been with good morning america and katie Couric, so is in the entertainment industry but on the other side of things cool mm-hmm. um so your hobbies growing up, obviously mostly athletic. Mostly. Um, what other sports did you play? Just volleyball and basketball? Volleyball, basketball. I mean, when I was really young, I did them all, but in high school, volleyball and basketball. Yeah. yeah. So what was it like the first time you ever got on stage to perform? Do you remember the feelings that uh, that you were going through? Yeah, and it was it's scary because in high school, you know, everybody is kind of put into this stereotype. And it's scary to deviate from that, you know? Um, and once I did it, the... The first time I was on stage and having people, you know, laugh at me, making people laugh is one of the most gratifying things in the world. Um, And I just got this absolute high that I, you know, have never felt. And I get it filming. um, I get it always on stage, but in TV and filming these last couple episodes of Grimm, I totally feel the exact same way, which is. Nice and refreshing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you've done mostly theater um, in high school and then in college. How many taped productions were you a part of before (laughs) Grimm? I mean, student films. You know, I've done a couple student films. One that I never got to do because I was taken out of the class. (laughs) Actually, I came... A little bit worth it. (laughs) A little bit worth it. I was taken out and I was playing um, one of the leads of the movie and I had to fly back to get in order to get credit for the class to play a smaller role in the film, which oh was gosh. great because I still got to be a part of it. Yeah. That was special to me. Um, but yeah, just like one or two student films and a couple comedy sketch stuff, and that's about it. Yeah. How did you choose the University of Michigan for theater program? So um, I wanted somewhere that 
had a conservatory based program and somewhere small that I'd get a lot of attention and good training that I believed in. But I also wanted like the full college experience, yeah. you know, the big football, the all American, you know, college world. That's definitely what I got. Um, mm-hmm. And University of Michigan with like all the academic opportunities and, you know, a wide variety of things you can do and get involved in. Um, I knew mine was never going to live in the Midwest ever again. So, <laughs> That's where um, I'm from, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, just like I wanted to experience that. Yeah. And I knew I was probably going to go to New York or L.A. post-grad, so why not experience it? Was it hard for you moving halfway across the country away from your family? Um, You know what? No, I think I was like kind of ready to spread my wings. I'm a pretty independent person and... You know, I talk a lot, as you can tell, so (laughs) (laughs) I make friends really easily, Um, and I have just, I I loved Michigan. It couldn't have been a better experience for me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, going back to this whole grim thing, Mm -hmm. you go into class, you audition for the project, they tell you that they want to put you on tape, and then you end up getting the call that they want you to fly to L.A. Um, Who was the first person you told? Was it your family? When I first when I first got the call, yeah. Well, it was two thirty in the morning, so there was you know everybody was asleep, Mm -hmm. and so um, I ran and told some of my friends um, that were up and about, and they were just helping me book my flight and trying to figure things out. And um, the sophomore boys in the theater department are like the big rah rah Michigan fans; they're so excited about everything. And I told them, and they were elated. Yeah. So at 11 a.m., they're the ones that picked me up to go to the airport. And I got a call, and they were like, come outside. Because I was going to call a cab. They were like, come outside. Your welcoming committee is here. Uh. And all these software boys were just, like, clapping and, like, we're all taking you to the airport. It wasn't even, like, <laughs> one of them. It was all of them. And I got to the airport, like, five hours early. Mm-hmm. They were like, you can't miss this flight. Yeah. What <laughs> was the reaction from your parents? My parents just didn't really know what was going on and mm-hmm. really neither did I. I didn't I still didn't think there was a chance, you know, I was going to I was going to get cast. Yeah. I just thought and I think that's part of the reason why I got it because I wasn't as nervous as I should have been if I thought, you know, it could have actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um they were like, well, okay, are, 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 you know, are they safe? Like, what, is it gonna be okay? I was like, yeah, everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> I figured it out, you know, it's NBC. It's not like some, <laughs> it's great. So they were very excited. Yeah, and they've obviously been huge supporters of your career, right? Oh, they have binge watched every episode of Grimm, and I think my first two about like 10 times. <laughs> okay. And we've seen two thus far. Mm-hmm. So you are in the final four episodes of Grimm in total. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your character, Trouble. Trouble, Teresa Rubel. Um, she is, she's troubled. I mean, yeah. the name comes with, comes with who she is. She's rough. She's savvy. She, I would just ultimately say she's, ultimately say she's a survivor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think her past and all of her experiences thus far have made her think about nothing else but getting to the next day. You know, it's one day at a time for her. She doesn't see any future mm-hmm. in her life. She thinks, you know, it's going to end at any time because she's coming in contact with these Vessin that are dangerous mm-hmm. and she has to defend herself um, until she meets the rest of the grim cast mm-hmm. and finds out that her reality isn't as um, daunting as it seems. You know, mm-hmm. she starts to see a future that she can embark on and it 
you know, a journey. And she did have a rough past. She, I mean, what we've learned about her thus far, she was in foster care and her foster parents were murdered in front of her. Yes. And all these crazy things. So she doesn't really trust anyone yet. Um, but she's learning to maybe. Yeah, I think she season. is. I, she's been in mental hospitals as well. So she, you know, you, if you saw monsters mm-hmm. in people turning into monsters, yeah, everybody would be like, you're crazy and you would believe them. And I think that's, um, that's how she feels. So she thinks she's crazy. And, um, in the first time she meets Nick, she's like, there's no way he's duping me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no possible way that this could be anything but that because her entire life she's believed that. And, um, she finds out that the grim world is real and it opens her eyes. And so you kind of start to see through the walls a little bit and she starts to, she can't trust anyone fully because it's kind of how she's wired, but she starts to, especially with Nick, mm-hmm. there's this grim, grim connection. Um, and she starts to let him in a little bit. Yeah. He kind of seems like a big brother towards her. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with, with David and I on set. Really? Yeah, definitely. He, uh, he asked me, Every single day after we finish in the cheekiest way possible. <laughs> so, Jacqueline, what did you learn from me today? <laughs> I usually, I, I, I'm, at first I wasn't very cheeky back. I was like, <laughs> well, I learned that, you know, you should get, like, on your coverage and, you know, just try to, like, give a good answer. But now I'm like, to, to never do road rules when I'm 22. And I oh give him, I gosh, give him so much Oh my gosh, you did not say that. that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> he finds it funny. But he's definitely taken me under his wing and everything. Yeah. He's great. What things have you actually learned from them other than not doing road rolls? <laughs> oh, so much um, from all of them, you mm-hmm. know, from the camera op to every single actor has been so great in taking me aside between takes and being like, OK, I know you were wondering about lenses. So this is like what this does and, you know, stuff like that. And but still letting me do my work and, you know, have this creative energy and they give me so much to work with. I think one of the hardest things starting out. It was my second day, and there's that scene where Monroe, who's played by Silas, turns into a Vessen, mm-hmm. um, and that's CGI'd, so I have to imagine him turning in, you know, and Silas was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. He goes, normal guy, normal guy, normal guy, so I'm like, okay, he's normal, and then he goes, Vessen, 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 and I'm like, oh, God, so, it, you know, he helps me out with thinking it's a monster and when the beat comes and stuff like that, so they've been, they've been great. Yeah. Um, What's it like filming in Portland? Because you do, you guys do film on location, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, Portland as a city is, like, really supportive of the show. Yeah. Um, and so that's very fun because everybody watches Grimm there, you know, because you get to see all these locations. that And Portland's rel- relatively small, so in every, you know, we film in every quadrant of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been great, but also the city itself, I just, like, really take to. Um, everybody, I mean, the slogan of Portland is keep Portland weird. Um, so everybody is a little bit weird, the Mm -hmm. quirky and stuff. So I feel like I fit right in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, was it hard at all coming into a cast that was already established? Cause Grimm is in its third season now and it seems like they have a very tight knit cast. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously it seems like they were welcoming, but did you have trouble fitting in or? Well, um, you know, they're like a family up there. Yeah. Uh, the cast, the crew, everybody is so warm and welcoming. Um, but they are very tight-knit. So when I got up there, I was a little bit nervous. 
And right off the bat, I was like, ugh, these people in no way had to welcome me in like they did, mm-hmm. you know? And they have. I, I, my first week, they all, the entire cast signed my first call sheet and framed it and the Aww. producers and everything. And just like little notes in my dressing room with chocolates being like, welcome to the team. Um, it's just been amazing and they've been great. And, you know, aside, once I got really comfortable, it started manifesting in, you know, April Fool's Day jokes and playing tricks on each other <laughs> and just, um, you know, watching the episodes together on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, David actually just came and I was in, San, I was home in San Francisco and he came and visited and hung out with my family Aww. and we went out. It was great. That's cute. Yeah. Um, so. It seems like there was also a lot of chemistry, just you as an actor going into this already established cast. It seemed very seamless. Mm -hmm. Um, But watching it back, is it hard for you at all to like, do you give yourself notes? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty critical. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I think it works. I mean, they Mm -hmm. do such a good job in post and everything to make it just flow and seem absolutely seamless. Um, But I know where what I'm doing and I'm critical but I'm very very happy with the product it's amazing um and I think especially in the next two episodes you see my relationship with the cast come across in trouble with them Mm -hmm. you know I'm I have four older siblings so I'm used to being the um the younger sister and I feel like that starts to happen with trouble and it's definitely how I am with the with the cast yeah your first episode that you appeared in, I believe it aired April 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, so was that the first time you saw it when it aired on NBC or did you get to watch a copy before? No, it was the first time. Really? Yeah. Who were you watching with? I was watching with um, all of my best friends. There was about like 20, 20 of us. And um, Lynn Kauf, the producer, and her daughter Callie, who goes to Michigan, mm-hmm. were also there. And that was really special because it was my Michigan family and, you know, my Grimm family, both mm-hmm. there supporting me. And um, the whole Grimm cast was watching it here. So we were FaceTiming and it was really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Grimm obviously has a huge cult following. What has been the reaction from the fans that you've seen? Well, before the episodes aired, when my story came out, I think that was one of the most special things. They, um, I started getting, you know, tweets that and I had maybe like 230 followers previous to this. Um, no blue check um, and I think I started getting things that were like your story is so amazing that it makes me feel like my dreams can come true and I can follow you know whatever my passion and you know my path so that was really special mm-hmm. um, and then once the episodes aired it was amazing to see the reaction um, to trouble mm-hmm. because I mean I was given this amazing character so much depth so much to work with having a strong female that that's that that's that young mm-hmm. is amazing and a little bit hard to come by and so I just wanted to do her justice and now that I'm getting all this fan feedback that's like oh we love her she's you know totally badass but also kind of vulnerable and all this stuff then um that makes me happy because it makes me feel like I'm doing her justice mm-hmm. And one of the things with Trouble is there are a lot of stunts involved. Uh, So I heard that you did some of your own stunts. What was that like? Oh, amazing. It's right up my alley. I'm kind of like 
a physical person. Yeah. Um, and I did stage combat at school, which involved really? a lot. Yeah, which invited for theater. For theater. Okay. So I did, you know, everything from unarmed to which is just fighting and handling a sword and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, her weapon of choice is a machete. Like who? Who has a machete? Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was fun, and that was um, came to me a little bit easier. I think when I first showed up and I was like, I want to do my own stunts, they were like, no way. <laughs> but then once I kind of proved myself, I started to get it a little bit more. Yeah, and they had a stunt double on set for you, right? Yes, Joanna Bennett. She's absolutely amazing and very talented. So she handles some of the more, um, like, Challenging gymnast- things? Yeah, <laughs> just like, I do some of my own roles, mm-hmm. and I do, you know, I jump over a table here and there, but she's doing the real deal. You know, she's jumping over the car. (laughs) Well, one of the first scenes I think we saw you in was you holding a box cutter, right? Or a knife thing to Uh, Silas? A machete. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I pull it right out of my back. (laughs) Crazy. So insane. So uh, on set, is obviously it's not a real machete, but like what kind of things do you work with? Like the actual weapon? Yeah. Well, one of them is machete. It's it, just like it's a, a real one. Yeah, and then when I'm swinging them at Silas's head, it's like, you know, foam. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but it's still it would hurt if you yeah. got it. It's it's metal covered in foam. Cool. Yeah, but the real one's real. Yeah. Um, what was the hardest stunt that you had to work on? Um, I would say. Oh gosh, I don't know. I really enjoy the fighting the most. Yeah. Um. Because it's quick and you have to know your choreography. And it's really fun learning it because all of these stunt doubles are so amazingly talented. Mm-hmm. And I just want to learn that side too. Um, but I would say the hardest one was probably doing a role over and over again, you know? But yeah. the stunt coordinator is totally great about making sure I'm safe and everything like that. Yeah. You have 10 takes for one role. <laughs> exactly. Or actually, I take that back. The hardest one was I put someone in a headlock and I run along a car. Um, and then I drop kick somebody in the face in the air. So that was the most challenging, probably. That but sounds cool. The most fun. <laughs> uh, Grim also has a lot of night shoots. So what was the latest or earliest that you had to be up? Oh, um, it was actually that stunt took really? us till six a.m., five thirty a.m. Um, yeah, because on Fridays you usually shoot all the way through the night, mm-hmm. and. Um, but they have great coffee in Portland. So I was we were taken care of. <laughs> yeah, and on set they bring, um, every Friday night they bring food trucks or coffee trucks mm-hmm. or something like that. So it's everything from waffle trucks to, you know, like oven brick pizza. Sounds they take delicious. care of us. It's amazing. Yeah. But Portland is the coffee capital of America. Oh, yeah. Seattle that's, and Portland, but. That's Stumptown Cold Brew. You have to be careful of It's highly caffeinated. <laughs> but it gets you through those Friday night shoots. Yeah. Um, so. Now that a couple episodes have aired um, and you have that under your belt, what can fans expect for the rest of the season from Trouble? You know, I think um, what we were talking about before about Trouble, her walls kind of coming down. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're able to see her a little bit and into her past. Um, But also you still get the... Last episode was fun because they can't really control her. Mm-hmm. And she starts to learn. And Nick is teaching her how to become a Grim. And she starts to play her part and, you know, um, pay her rent, as I say. She's staying at Nick's house and yeah. Nick and Juliet's house. And she she definitely pays her rent. Okay. I'll say that. <laughs> I mean, she's murdered a couple people and then... Yeah. I mean, not in the first episode, <laughs> but as it goes on, she starts to help out. Yeah. Because Nick's teaching her. Starts to use utensils, too, instead of just eating right out of the 
Yes, that was a lot of Chinese food in my stomach for all those takes. Did you actually eat it? <laughs> yeah, I ate it. They were like, don't eat it. I was like, it's so good. So I ate it. And the next day I was like, oh my gosh. Why did I eat all of that? <laughs> um, so moving forward, obviously you went back to school and you graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, was it difficult to balance both things? No, it was kind of fun. I mean, uh, all of... Um, all of my friends were so excited that I was back, but we also get to watch me on TV, like, Mm -hmm. while I'm still in college. That's an amazing, amazing thing that I would never think would happen, and the fact that it did is, um, awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I was just, you know, living like a normal college student again. Yeah. So what's the next step from here? Is it, um, do you want to pursue theater? Are you going to be back for next season? Do you know yet? No, I don't really know. We'll okay. see. We'll see how everybody reacts to these four episodes. And so far, it seems to be going pretty well. Um, and there's a lot of surprises and great things coming in the finale. Yeah. Um, but what's in store? I'm kind of just riding, you know, this wave. It's been amazing. And the fact that, you know, these people took a chance because taking, Having a recording role on a television show and, you know, hiring somebody that has no TV experience, they have to really believe in you and take a chance on you. I'm just so thankful for that. And um, wherever this takes me, awesome. You know, if there's more episodes in store, that's great. If not, um, I have something to put on my resume and an amazing experience. It's like almost going to grad school. Yeah. Um, So are you planning to move out here then or? Yeah, I will be in L.A. now. Cool. Which is very exciting. And you obviously know people out here now, so mm-hmm. it's not like you're coming with no contacts or anything. Um, do you have a dream role other than Grimm? <laughs> um, Jessica Jones would be really fun to play. Um, other than that, I don't really know. I think um, probably something that I don't know about yet. Okay. What I read and I just really connect with. Trouble's great because she um, has so many layers. So I would like to go down that path. Yeah. And maybe something funny. I feel like I want to show my sense of humor, too. I was going to say, with the whole SNL thing, I'm sure you would love to do a comedic role. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you have any actors that you'd love to work with? Oh, gosh. I, you know, I got to... I'm a huge Lost fan. Mm-hmm. I watched all six seasons, and I got to work with Sam Anderson, who's in next week's episode. And that was just thrilling. So to be able to work with somebody that I'm an actual fan of is crazy mm-hmm. mind-blowing um you know i love to work with people that look like they're having fun um i think emma stone looks like she's having a whole lot of fun <laughs> i just saw amazing Spider-Man too and um she looks like she's having a ball there mm-hmm. and i don't know you know mary louise parker i really look up to and a lot of people yeah do you have anyone in hollywood whose career you hope to emulate Mary Louise Parker. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because she, I think, um, having done Broadway shows, like, she's originated these amazing um, roles there. And she also was the lead on Weeds for, you know, five or six seasons. Mm-hmm. And she also does incredible films. You know, Fried Green Tomatoes is one of my favorite movies. And uh, she's just an amazing talent. And she also came from a theater background. She mm-hmm. went to North Carolina School of the Arts and... Um, yeah, she's special. Coming from a theater background, do you have a favorite play? Oh, man. That's a tough Probably question. Probably have a lot of favorites. I, a whole lot of favorites. I think um, my favorite play is the one I'm doing at the time, you know, because you're so engrossed in the material 
And when you get good writing and you get to let it live off the page and tell that story, yeah, it's something truly amazing. So right now, I would say probably August Osage County. I just got to do that at you school were in last that year. In school, yeah, and um, that was special. Yeah. Do you have any embarrassing moments from being on stage? Obviously, it's live production. So, oh gosh, um, <laughs> you know, I was I was in Three Sisters recently, and Masha in the first scene leaves the house. She um, she's she just needs to get out of the house, and my glove and, and my gloves and hat weren't preset, and they were supposed to be. So I went to grab them, and I'm like, I'm leaving, and I went to go, and they weren't there. So I just kind of moseyed around and I just started taking shots because I needed to get to the other side of the stage, but I needed something to get me there. Yeah. And there was liquor on stage. So <laughs> Masha, Masha got a little drunk during that matinee. <laughs> it was very fun. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Real shots or just water shots? No, no, no. no. Good. Just, you know, tinted okay. water. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, that is a creative way to get around that. Change the whole act. Hurdle, yeah. <laughs> From gloves to liquor. Yes. Um, so you plan to do more theater in the future? Yeah, I would like to. I mean, um, it's, you know, it's kind of my first love and the work is very fun, but I, you know, this is the first experience, um, has been amazing mm-hmm. and I've had so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and getting to play this role is incredible. So I would love to, you know, do this and come back to theater when I'm ready, um, yeah, and I think going from dream roles, I was definitely thinking TV and film, you know, with Jessica Jones, which would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I would love to play Lady Macbeth and um, Viola and Twelfth Night would also be Classic amazing. Roles, Maybe yeah. Rosalind. All Shakespeare. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Cool. Do you have any aspirations behind the camera in, like, a TV or film aspect? I don't really know yet. I think, um, you know... During this shooting of Grimm, these past mm-hmm. couple of months, I just wanted to learn everything. So any chance I got, you know, Timmy, the camera operator, would bring me behind the camera and let me look through the lens and, you know, see what was what was going on and what shot was what. And learning, you know, on TV, you have a bunch of different directors mm-hmm. uh, for every episode. So uh, getting to see their different styles gets you thinking about what I would do and my choices. And, yeah. You know, getting to produce a passion project would be something I would love to do. So we'll see. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so last couple questions. Moving forward, what do you hope to accomplish in your career? Ah, <sighs> you know, an Oscar would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would your speech be right now? I'll put you on the spot. Oh gosh, um, my speech. Well. You have to thank everyone. <laughs> yeah, I have to thank absolutely everything. I, I think I'd first thank. Callie Kauf, who went to the University of Michigan. <laughs> so Jim and Lynn Kauf walking into a room and David Greenwald for seeing that tape and saying, yes, let's fly her out. I think, um, I think all of those people would be first on my list and my family. Um, yeah, I haven't thought about it. I should though. Yeah. Hopefully. Just Fingers write crossed. it out. <laughs> write it out. Cause that's how it works. Yeah. Think it into existence. Um, so, um, actually, I, I think, I mean, an Oscar, obviously, yeah. but everybody says that. I think hosting SNL okay. is my main goal. I could see that. Hopefully we can make that happen. That would be cool. 
That'd be really cool. Um, Emma Stone recently appeared on SNL. Did you watch that episode? I didn't get a chance to. Okay. I was busy, you know, graduating and everything. But I'll go back and look. She's supposed to go all the time. Yeah. Yeah. How was graduation, by the way? Oh, amazing. Lots of parties and stuff? Lots of parties. Um, all my sweet friends. Yeah. I mean, uh, that last day, there were some tears, for yeah. sure. You know, leaving Ann Arbor and all my friends who are... Most of them are going to New York, but we got a solid LA crew, so that's yeah. good. Um, we, my family and all my friends and my professors, um, got to all watch my second episode, which was and hoot and holler at the TV, which ah. was amazing to have my family there. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, any advice to young actors? I know that your story is a little bit different than most, but any advice to young actors who, um, you know, maybe inspired by your story or, um, just want to figure out how they can get their foot in the door in the industry? Yeah, I would say, um, this is so cliche, but I would say you have to accept truly and fully who you are, Mm -hmm. the good and the bad. Um, because that's what you're working with. And until you do that, they won't let you play other people until you show them who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what I'd say. Cool. Yeah. So I think that brings us to our shameless plug section. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) So plug away Twitter, um, any other social media and obviously where they can watch Grimm. Oh yeah. Okay. So Grimm. Fridays at 9 p.m. on NBC. Make sure to tune in um, for this next episode and then the finale. And then I would say uh, my Twitter is at jtaboner, <laughs> J-T-A-B-O-N-E-R. <laughs> that makes me laugh so much. <laughs> I know. It's funny, right? It's yeah. <laughs> and then my Instagram is at jtaboni, J-T-O-B-O-N-I. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being here today. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. You can follow us all here on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes. Just type in AfterBuzz TV. You can find Chatting with Kathy and the other 60 shows a week here that we do at AfterBuzz TV. Subscribe to all of them. We have a grim after show. Hopefully we can get Jacqueline in for yeah. one of those episodes, <laughs> the final two remaining episodes. Of course, make sure to watch her on Grimm. And uh, again, thank you so much for coming in. It was yeah. a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. <laughs> Happy to be here. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Buzz TV.